Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. I'm Robert Luke, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts. I think it goes without saying that we're going to begin this week by talking about Farnborough. I am very excited. It, Jeff, isn't this the first uh, air show since the pandemic? Basically, I mean, it's the the first, certainly the first worldwide, you know, large scale event um, of its kind. And they, I mean, this is great because we now have the whole, basically the whole aviation industry coming back together um, in what are, you know, interesting, um, to put it mildly, times um, with various, you know, economic uncertainties, you know, conflict and just, you know, all kinds of potential um, issues affecting the world. And obviously that all plays into, you know, the aviation industry. And so, but I think there is a certain sense of optimism um, among people involved in the industry. Um, and when it comes to what we cover the freighter market, you know, we, I think we're looking at certainly more than a few um, announcements or developments. I, it's always an exciting time, you know, besides the high performance t- takeoffs that we get to see and Jeff Lee and I will see in person as we're attending this year's edition of the air show to give our listeners and readers uh, up to date and breaking news coverage from all that air show has to offer. Um, but besides the impressive uh Climbouts. Um, we'll also see some flexing from the major manufacturers. Uh, I I would assume that the air show would be a um, continuation of the saga of what Cargo Facts Consulting refers to as the Battle of the Equals. That, of course, is the next generation wide body freighter competition between Airbus A350 and Boeing 777-8. We began this week with a 777-8 order with ANA purchasing two of the new freighter type that they hope to enter service in April 2028. That's about in line with the uh, other orders that we've seen with the aircraft. I think that there's still more to come. Uh, Jeff, do, do you think that the A350 will have anything in response? I would certainly hope so, and I I wouldn't be surprised, um, given the nature of the show. I mean, manufacturers, not just manufacturers, all companies like to, you know, have their voices heard at at events like this. And, I mean, I yeah, I think we will see something. But I mean, we've already had um, a new order for the A350 freighter. We don't know who it is, but um, it turns out in Ju- on June 22nd, um, to be exact, Airbus logged a firm order for seven A350Fs um, from an unidentified customer. And, you know, the question we have to ask ourselves is, who is this unidentified customer? We know, for example, that in February, Etihad Airways in Abu Dhabi signed an LOI for seven uh, A350Fs. So... Could it be Etihad? Possibly. Apart from Etihad, who else might it be? Um, seven is an interesting number. And actually, speaking of those numbers, 
uh, it is interesting and I would think uh, this was on purpose, but all of the orders, um, almost all of the orders are either for seven or for four. Um, and uh, obviously there's some kind of messaging in there um, about the A350 being a, a viable replacement for 747 freighters. But going back to this, uh, yeah, this order for seven, um, maybe it's, uh, it could be an, a customer in Asia. Um, we don't know. Seven is not an insignificant um, amount. Well, if you have any information on what those seven are, simply a good guess, I want to encourage you to email me at A-C-R-I-D-E-R at royalmedia.com. And if you're right, I'll go ahead and buy you a Guinness at the closest pub to the Waterloo train station next week. Uh, I want to turn it to Robert Luke now. Robert, we're not just talking about next generation freighters, uh, but everyone's favorite classic narrow body. Yes, that is true, Andrew. And apart from me having 757 reasons filled with envy <laughs> as to you guys going over to Farnborough this week, this 757 freighter continues to defy father time with a few carriers deciding to keep the battle-tested narrow-body freighter operational. This week, Swift Air confirmed it plans to add one 757-200F to its fleet with an option for two more. And CargoJet expanded its 757-200 PCF portfolio by adding two, with one unit, 26251, being the youngest 757 in its fleet now. A few hours past the international dateline, Guam-based Asia-Pacific Airlines reduced the average age of its fleet when it, too, acquired its youngest 757 and ferried the 1999 vintage 757-200 to Avocet in Sanford, Orlando for conversion with precision. Uh, and in closing, before turning it back over to you, I hope you guys take lots of pictures and have great fun. And also keep an eye out for the drones that may be uh, uh, displaying some more new features or some new ones to unveil themselves as well. And uh, keep in mind that there may be some more experimental freighters that may be coming across the deck also. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned drones because um, Elroy Air has always been um, very nice to, to share us with their information that they have today. And they came up with a big press release for a LOI for a hundred of their drones from the Bristow Group. Now, this is interesting to me because Bristow, they, they specialize in vertical takeoff and landing. Um, and what that essentially translates into is they help helicopters transition into from oil rigs, um, deliver medicine, stuff like that. Um, this is going to be their first dedicated cargo aircraft, and it's a drone. Um, I think that's a, a sign of things to come. Um, I'm not exactly sure at this time um, when Bristol will re receive all 100 units, but Elroy, want, uh, the manufacturer, wants to kickstart deliveries by 2024. Um, that's going to be with their Chaparral C1, which was announced in January 2022. Cargo Facts covered that. That's a hybrid electric drone with a 150 kilowatt turboshaft engine. Uh, I, th I think the design is is very interesting here because one, this is a, a, a middle mile drone um, to go from warehouse to warehouse and not exactly get into the last mile challenges, which as we know, the, uh, other drones have run into a lot of difficulties to find their use case scenario or to uh, tackle all the uh, ch technological challenges of urban flying. 
Uh, Elroy doesn't have to necessarily deal deal with that. So I think that this is an exciting and forthcoming technology for us to continue to closely monitor. But as far as technologies to closely monitor, Jeff, I believe you've been closely monitoring a myriad of Airbus medium wide body conversions. Yes, I was going to say, do you know what else is happening in 2024? Um, it's this story about aircraft finance Germany buying an A330-200, a single A330-200 from CMACGM. Now, um, aircraft finance Germany tells us that it expects to send this aircraft to EFW in Germany for conversion uh, in, in early 2024. Um, but what's interesting about this is that we actually reported on this um, earlier, um, not, well, not this, but about CMACGM uh, acquiring the aircraft. And at the time, they told us that they intended to initially take out the seats, reconfigure it for uh, cargo use as a, as a passenger freighter, and then eventually convert it um, into a full freighter. That, to me, always seemed like uh, it would be slightly, I mean, this would then make um, this particular aircraft the odd one out in, in the fleet because they have four production A330-200Fs. They now have two triple sevens with two more in the way, and of course they've got A350 freighters on the way. So at some point they decided um, not to pursue this. Um, so now we'll see AFG, um, you know, entering this Airbus medium wide body freighter space um, with this single unit, and they might be looking to do more, um, depending on on how the market is and whether they can get their hands on on more slots because as we know those are hard to come by now and the earliest i think they said they could they were offered um was either 2025 or even 2026 um but again this is just um you know more freighters and more less stores entering the the medium wide body space and specifically the a330 conversion space um so efw has its hands very full these conversions. Just a reminder, if you ever find yourself applying for a job at Cargofax, our, our, uh, both for Robert and I, uh, our trial by fire, our hazing, was to learn how to spell Elbe Fugzeweke uh, completely without any reference to online material. Very quick. Uh, it's an easy word once, once you get the hang of it. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, to those of you listening, Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFacts.com and search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time. Bye.